your hands to him. Thank him tonight. Thank him. Give him glory. Somebody pray. Praising God is part of fasting and prayer. So just worship him and praise him. Worship him today. Worship him. Worship him. Give him glory. Worship him. Worshiping him is part of your praise and worship life. And it's part of your fasting and prayer life. Worship God. Thank him in advance for everything he has done in your life. Thank him as if you have seen it already. Somebody come on. Keep thanking him. As if the miracle has happened already. As if, as if you are holding it in your hand already. Thank him for everything you've prayed for. Thank him for everything you have asked for. Thank him as if you are holding the thing in your hand already. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great you are. Then sing. My soul, my Savior God, today. How great Thou art! How great Thou! Art. Oh Lord, my God. When I in awesome wonder consider the wells your hands of me I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder I path through the universe display dances my soul my savior God to do How great thou art, how great you are. Then sings my soul, my 
Hallelujah. The Bible said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We did the works of the devil on Sunday. Monday, we did preaching the gospel to the poor. Tuesday, we did healing the brokenhearted. Wednesday, we did preaching deliverance to the captives. In the morning, we started with recovering of sight to the blind. And I want to continue tonight. But you see, there are three angles of spiritual sight I wanted to give to you. Three angles. Everybody say three angles. Come on, say it again. Three angles. There are three angles of spiritual sight I've been meditating upon since yesterday to give to you. One of them was the gospel light. When you are able to see the gospel, and I talked about that one in the morning. Now, two of them are left. One of them is the supernatural ability to see your physical provision. The supernatural ability to see your physical provision. Like your blessings. How God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is what I thought I wanted to start with today. But unfortunately for you, I changed my mind to talk about a more difficult thing. And that is the supernatural 
ability to see your spiritual provision. Because you see, the physical provision, I will leave that to another time. I was going to look at some supernatural supermarket where God will just show you the kind of things he wants you to have, kind of house, kind of land, kind of ministry, kind of family. Open your eyes to see what he wants you to have in the physical. But when I went home and I was lying there meditating, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I take these people to Disneyland tonight? So tonight we are going to Disneyland, spiritual Disneyland. I thought you'd be, I thought you'd be excited. You, you, are, you, wanted the, you wanted the physical side of it so much that when I'm talking about the spiritual Disneyland, you don't even understand what I'm talking about. Let's look at a man like Moses. Let's look at a man like Moses. 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 Learned in all the knowledge and the wisdom of the Egyptians. Grew up as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. A man who was so gloriously packaged. Joseph says that Moses looked so handsome, so beautiful, so glorious, that any time he walked past somebody, they watched him until he disappeared. That is how nice the man was. He was in Egypt. Everything was in his control. He enjoyed everything. But the Bible said in Hebrews chapter number 11, the verse number 27, the Bible says something very interesting about Moses. He said that by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, that, that is a blessing. A man leaves Egypt. He runs away from Egypt. He left everything there. He wants to see the invisible. I want to know Jehovah. I want to see him. One day he told God, he said, show me your glory. Those are the things the man wants to see. I want to see your glory. Show me your glory. The Bible said, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. He said, I have seen Pharaoh. Now I want to see the invisible God. I don't know what, that's why I call it a Disneyland. It's like a land of, it's like a world of fantasy. You want to see God. How do you see somebody who is invisible? Listen, may your desire and appetite for God go higher than the normal. You see, Mayakoshi Kabah. Can I talk to you a little bit? One day I was in, um, where was I? I was in Accra. And I phoned my friend, Dr. Victor Say, and we began to talk. And that day the conversation was so spiritually enriching. Dr. Victor Say was just talking. I was just soaking it in. He was talking. I was, when we finished, I told him, I said, Doc, you know what? This is one of the most spiritual conversations I've ever had with a pastor. Because most of the time, when you talk about when you talk with pastors, you are talking about congregation, you are talking about church buildings, you are talking about land, you are talking about a house, you are talking about church members, and how one pastor has offended another one, and that one has offended that one. That day, we were not conversing things like that. And then he brought the story about a man of God in Nigeria years ago. Years ago, a certain man, he founded a church. I won't give you the name of the church, but the man was a strange man, strange character. 
He was so spiritual, he believed God could do anything and everything. But he had a troublesome wife. One day, the man of God was going for a crusade. He was in his room and the wife locked the room so that the man of God cannot go for the crusade. The man stood in his room and prayed. He said, Philip disappeared from the desert and appeared in Azotus. I will pray in this room and appear in the, on the crusade platform. This man stood in his room, locked up by Jezebel. He prayed and disappeared from the room. Appeared at the crusade platform and preached. By the time the wife was sitting in the house, the man has returned from the crusade grounds. How did you get out? He said, God took me out. The stories about this man, the stories about this man looked impossible. He and his disciples or his followers will be going somewhere to preach. He will let them form a circle. They start praying and they disappear. All of them, they just land on the crusade platform. Bam, they appeared. I'm not talking about three musketeers. I'm talking about somebody who knew God in a certain way. Listen, let's stop this thing where Christianity has now become a fashion. We sit in church, we don't know God. Even fasting and prayer time, we are not looking for any supernatural encounters. It has become a routine. Say, say, you know, fasting and prayer has now become like a routine. We, we, no. The apostles, the Bible said, some prophets and teachers were fasting and praying. And the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Paul. You have done too many routine fastings. Too many routine prayers. May you enter a fast. That would change your life so much. Because you will have an encounter. I pray for an encounter. He said, and recovering of sight to the blind. That you may see the supernatural provisions that God has made for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and the verse number 8. 1 Corinthians 2, the verse number 8. 1 Corinthians 2 from the verse number 8. 1 Corinthians 2 from the verse number 8. For if the princes of this world, which none of the princes of this world knew. I mean, go back to verse 7. Maybe verse 7 will link up this scripture for me better. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now go to the verse 8. Just go there for me. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Listen, there is something you know the devil doesn't know. Some of you think the devil knows everything you know. The devil doesn't know everything you know. And principalities and powers don't know what you know. They have not seen what you've seen. They don't know what you know. They don't have the enlightenment you have. If demons knew what you know and believe what you know, demons will be born again. But they don't know it. They have not received. They are not. They don't know it. It has not been revealed to them. They have not received it. So demons cannot be born again. But you know it, and you have. It has been revealed unto you. You know it, and you have received it. That is why you are born again. That, that is why you are a child of God. 
you, you are special in God. You are special in God. The Bible said, for if the prince of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And they didn't know. Most of the people treat God anyhow and treat God's children anyhow and treat preachers anyhow is because their eyes have not been opened and they don't know. But the Bible said, as it is written, verse number nine, as it is written. Where was it written? Isaiah chapter 64 and the verse number four. As it is written. Anytime you see as it is written in the New Testament, go back to the Old Testament and find out where was the thing written. As it is written in Isaiah chapter 64 and the verse number 4. But I'm staying on just Corinthians. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit search up all things, yea, the things of God. No man knows the thing that is in a man. Except the spirit of the man that is in him. Even so, the things of God, no man knows but the spirit of God. He said, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. He said, but no man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. But we have received, now we have received, not the spirit which is of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God that we may know the things that are freely given unto us by God. May you know, may you understand. And today I'll give you just three of those things. But may you know, may you understand that God has given you something that is a mystery. The gospel I preach today to you unto you in the morning was a mystery. He said the things that God has freely given unto us. Verse number 13. With things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Our things are spiritual in nature. You can't understand it, but they are spiritual in nature. I remember one day when my members of parliament were talking about let's regulate churches. One MP just got up, started making noise. And sometimes they can make noise. Noise. Let's regulate the churches. And one of his reasons for saying they should regulate the churches is that there was a church where somebody took a calendar and put the calendar on the stomach or something and believed that if they can put the calendar on their stomach and pray, they will be healed. He said, what nonsense is that? How can calendar on your stomach bring you healing? So they should regulate the church. Now the question I want to ask is, why don't you go and start with idol worship? How does somebody put an idol in front of him, kill a fowl and put on it and believe that that can bring him healing? It's called freedom of expression, freedom of religion. So somebody can choose to believe in a stone and believe in a fowl now, me too, I can believe in a calendar. I, I, I can believe. Uh, now, somebody can believe in Tasva, 
Me too, I can believe in almanac. You, you, you can't tell me that somebody should regulate me because of what I believe. As long as what I'm doing is not criminal. There's, there's no criminality in taking a calendar and putting it on my stomach. So, Jesus took saliva, put it on the ground, made spittle in the clay, anointed a man's eyes and said, go watch in the pool of Siloam. Listen to me. A calendar is neater than saliva and clay. When you, when you apply, when you apply, when you apply saliva and clay to a blind man's eyes, it is more offensive than putting a calendar on my stomach. The Bible said handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from Paul's body. So, it's not the calendar. It is not the piece of paper. It is not the book. It is the hands from which the calendar came. So, if the calendars came out of an anointed hand, God can do anything with it. Listen, a rod in the hand of a man of God, he lifted it and the Red Sea was divided. With God, all things are possible. When it comes to our God and his miracles and his signs and wonders, he has no method. The Bible said the foolishness of God is wiser than man. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. I pray may you walk in supernatural miracles and signs and wonders. And don't let anybody use their unbelief to stop you from believing God. Don't let anybody confuse you. A woman said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. The hem of the garment is a piece of cloth. What is the difference between a piece of cloth and a piece of paper? God can do anything. He can do anything. Listen, the day you start, you start limiting God with what he can do, how he should do it, you have disbelieved himself. A prophet told the leper, he said, Naaman, go dip yourself in the river Jordan seven times and your leprosy shall disappear. Oh, Yakabashi, between tonight and tomorrow, God will show you something to do. And that thing you do will generate a miracle in your life. Anybody that can shout, you are obeying a commandment. And tell them if you want the wall of Jericho to come down, march around the seven days, and on the seventh day, go around the seven times. And at, at the seventh round, just shout, and a wall will come down. That is madness. But in that madness, it's a miracle. Between now and tomorrow night, when we sit here at this time, you will receive a divine instruction. That divine instruction will give you a miracle. That divine instruction will give you a breakthrough. We are here because there is a way we want to see God. There is a way we want to see God. May blind eyes open. May cripples walk. May lepers be cleansed. May the dead be raised. May signs and wonders take place in the midst of us. That the hidden will look at us and say God is indeed in their midst. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit.
For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things that is in a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. But the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit which is of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given unto us. Which things also we teach, not with words which man's wisdom teaches, but with words which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things or combining spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually descend. You can only descend them spiritually. Spiritual. But what are these things that God has prepared for us that love him? Tonight, I want to speak about only three. And you can find the three in Romans chapter 14 and the verse number 17. Disengage from your book for now because where we are going is not in the book. I'm sure whenever I'm preaching, you people say, ah, but these things are not in the book. You are the people who mark children's exams and they fail. When the children bring answers, you, you the teacher yourself, you don't know. You say, these are not my notes. I give them. Fail them. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The Lord led me today to talk to you about three things. Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. These are the things God has prepared for us. <laughs> Righteousness. 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 We have seen some righteousness which the unbeliever does not know. We have seen some righteousness which the unbeliever doesn't know. We, we have seen some righteousness which the unbeliever does not know. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 20 and 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Now stop there. Be you reconciled unto God. When you are reconciled unto God, you meet God. So I want to tell every one of you here that there's no way you could have been reconciled to God if you hadn't met him. You have had an encounter with God. At a certain point, you met Jesus. I like the way the three people say it. We share Jesus. And I use a shiano. Because you and him cannot be reconciled. Listen to me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You see, you have seen God in a way you don't know. Whenever you look, you are not just seeing buildings. You are seeing God in the spirit. No man has seen God physically at any time, but sometimes it looks like we've seen him. Because it's a spiritual thing. You are reconciled to God. Reconciled to God. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think 
Asante Kotoko and House of Oak will ever be one. The thing is that they are sworn enemies in food war. You and God were bigger enemies than that. Yet, through Christ, you are reconciled unto God. You know, we've taken it for granted. You are just standing there singing, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You take it for granted. The kind of enmity between us and God, that enmity, that made God drive the only two people on earth, Adam and Eve, out of the garden of Eden. So by the time the blood of Jesus Christ took you who were once afar off and the Bible said you were aliens and you were enemies of God and the blood took you and brought you into Christ and made you one with God and you were reconciled to Christ. My goodness, that is the first miracle you have. The very fact that you know him, you've seen him, you are in his vicinity, you and God are united. My life is hid with Christ in God. He said, we are ambassadors. He said, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though we beseech you by us, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled unto God. But I like the verse number 21. He has made him to be sin for us. That we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm lying down today and I'm thinking, I'm just meditating. And I'm saying, the Bible didn't say Look at this. He has made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That means when Jesus was on the cross, when he died, he did not just, sin was not just on him. He became sin. He became sin. He, he was not a sinner on the cross. He became what? Sin. That means from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, he became sin. In other words, the number of billions of people in this world if they take our Adamic nature and our sins and put it on the little body of Jesus, his whole body will be full of sin. I'll give you an example. If they carried one drum, a big drum of worms, Bogomi, worms, one whole drum, and they called a little lady like my pretty daughter Fozia, and they poured it on her, she will become not Fozia carrying Gogomi, but she will become Gogomi. Because she's so smeared with Gogomi that she will become Gogomi. She will become worms. So you know what? All our sin was put on Jesus. Right? Especially your own. You, I'm talking about you. Kubolo like you. Your own. You, you your sins are many and your nature is terrible. So they took marijuana, put it on him. Prostitution, put it on him. Anger, put it on him. Lying, put it on him. Gossip, put it on him. Arm robbery, put it on him. Magic, put it on him. Witchcraft, put it on him. Drunkenness, put it on him. By the time everything was on him, he became sin. God made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? Now, the second part is an interesting one. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You don't only have righteousness. You are righteousness. Come on, shout it. I am righteousness. But you see, 
He said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for them that love him. Now, when I just told you you were the righteousness of Christ, I'm sure you started thinking. I lied yesterday. Mm. Even today we were fasting, but I stole and ate. You are thinking about all these things. You are thinking about what you do and what you don't do. Here, I'm not talking about what you do and what you don't do. I'm talking about what you are. Who you are. The very fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God looks at you, he does not see Hammond. He sees Christ. And Christ is sinless. Christ is pure. Christ is righteous. That is who you are. That is now, among all the titles of the enemy, the devil is a killer. The devil steals. The devil is a destroyer. But the name by which he is called Satan has nothing to do with killer. It has nothing to do with stealing. It has nothing to do with destroying. His name Satan means the slanderer. The malicious accuser. Now, because the devil knows your number one weapon in life is your righteousness. If you can question your righteousness, every weapon will fashioned against you will succeed. So the Bible said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn it. He said, because these are the servants of their Lord, their heritage is of me. And he said, their righteousness is of me. Listen, if the devil can puncture your righteousness mentality, every weapon of the devil will succeed against you. He will make you sick. He will kill you. So when he went into the presence of Job, when he went to the presence of God, the first thing he did was to accuse Job. And the first thing God could employ when devil appeared is that, have you seen Job? That he's a man that fears me. He's a man that is righteous because God knew that righteousness is the currency for bargaining spiritual things in heaven. And you and I, because our righteousness are like filthy rags before God, Job was attacked because Job's righteousness came from him. But you and I today, the devil cannot go to God like that. Because your righteousness is not from you. When the devil goes to heaven or anywhere the devil goes to accuse you, Jesus Christ appears and says, devil, you have to deal with me because there is one God and one mediator between God and man and that mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Your righteousness is of God. Your holiness is of God. Your purity is of God. Lift up your hand and thank God for your righteousness. Thank God for your righteousness. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. None of us should ever be Satan. I have seen Christians time and again, even pastors, you sit down and they are busy accusing one another. And you did this. 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 And you must repent. And you must apologize. And you did this. And you did this. So you and the devil who accuses the brethren day and night. What is your difference? Can't you leave me to worship God a little bit? 
can't you give me some peace of mind you know what eye has not seen this righteousness ear has not heard this righteousness this righteousness has not entered into the heart of man the bible said for with the heart a man believes unto righteousness this kind of righteousness is a hard thing it sits in our heart we know we may not be perfect but when we stand before god we are standing there because of jesus we are standing there because of the righteousness of christ i declare to somebody to Today, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, shout like your voice is yours and press. Without seeing yourself that way, you can never walk in holiness. The other day, I was watching a football team playing a few weeks ago before. Manchester United beat Tottenham and added Manchester City. You are hearing me. Chelsea, we beat them first. 4-1. 4-1, you forgot? You scratch your head. 4-1. Now, but before Manchester United beat um, Man City and Tottenham, the, the, the football commentator said, the boys are playing without confidence. If you play without confidence, you will lose. In the same way, if you go into spiritual warfare without confidence, oh boy, the reason why we preach the way we preach, the reason why we pray the way we pray, it's not because we are better than you. It's because we have seen what you don't see. And we know what you don't know. When we stand before God, I don't stand there as brother Eastwood. I stand there as Christ in me hope of glory. Why? There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but who walk after the spirit. Oh! Some of your prayers make the devil very happy. Lord I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know. How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that? As it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Now, you know, not because of you yourself, you know because it is written. What is written? The thing that is written is that you are the righteousness of God in Christ refuse to let somebody use yesterday against you come against you with the sins of yesterday 20 years ago 30 years ago come and give a clap and a shout of victory unto god give it to him sometimes you see people following you with something that happened 30 years ago yeah, you cannot have a baby, you can't have a child. Then you say, why? They say, ah, have you forgotten? 30 years ago, you committed abortion. 30 years ago. And God forgave me. And filled me with the Holy Ghost. And God allowed me into his presence. Devil, you cannot use that against me. I pray in the name of Jesus. 
today we disarm the devil of anything he uses against you if you can shout you are receiving your liberation you are receiving your freedom in the name of jesus but you know what what he says eye has not seen ear has not heard neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. And then Paul now comes and says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. Righteousness. There is something called godliness. There is something called holiness. There is something called fear of God. They are not the ones I'm talking about now. I'm talking about righteousness. Righteousness means right standing. You can never stand right on your own. Somebody holds you to stand. And the one that holds you to stand is the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I talking to you at all? Oh, come on. You can clap and celebrate your victory tonight. You can clap and celebrate your victory tonight. You can clap and celebrate your victory tonight. <laughs> I has not seen. Jesus Christ is on the cross. On the cross, two malefactors or criminals, one to the left, one to the right. One of them could see, the other one couldn't see. The one who could not see started mocking Jesus. You said you are a righteous man. Look at you suffering. Save yourself and save us. Look at him. <laughs> The one who could see bypassed Jesus, looked at the other thief, and said, My friend, we are suffering because of our sins. But this righteous man has done nothing. He now looked at Jesus and said, Mutumina, Sanu, Sanuko, Sanu. I'm sorry. But when you get into your kingdom, how did the thief see the kingdom? How did the thief know that there is a kingdom beyond the Roman kingdom? That thief could see a kingdom that was beyond the Roman kingdom. He said there is another. There is another kingdom. He said, I know. You are leaving this useless kingdom to go into another kingdom. But when you get to that kingdom, I don't know where that kingdom is, but I know you are definitely going somewhere when you get into that kingdom. Remember me. Then you know what Jesus said? He said today, you will be with me in paradise. That means this man is on earth and the man could see the kingdom of God the man could see paradise am i talking to somebody that is why you and i are here on earth and we know there is another kingdom we know there is paradise we know there is heaven we know there is a world beyond this world you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood listen to me you have received what the world cannot receive you have seen the thing the world cannot see listen to me listen to me Wherefore, see, we also are compassed about 
with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every word and the sin that does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus. That thief on that day was looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. The altar and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So he looked at Jesus and could see the joy that was on his face. And he said, I'm going to follow this man. The Bible said, for consider him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you become weary and faint in your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the world today. Stop looking at bishops and looking at pastors and looking at archbishops and looking at prophets and looking at pastors and looking at teachers and looking at evangelists. Stop looking at other Christians confusing you and you are saying, I will not go to church. I won't serve God again. Look at that pastor. Look at that man of God. You are not here because of men of God. May God make you open your eyes and look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him and the cross and he sat at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. I pray. Yanamanu asibliyekaho. Ibanon desiabaka. Lega debozogobushaya. Kabantoria dosimba. Tania meka blosi. Labrane okotosaya. Yambaba baba ba. If I have believers in the house, let them shout the praise of God and magnify him. Colossi biyako. The righteous shall be as bold as a lion. Oh, Jesus. When we are bold and confident like that, it's because of what we have seen. We have seen the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. May you walk in the awareness. May you walk in the consciousness of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are standing anywhere under the sound of my voice and the devil has accused you and accused you and accused you and accused you until you have no confidence, may you begin to see the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. May you begin to see the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, clap your hands and praise. But you see, this kind of righteousness until God opens your eyes you will see it. It's almost like being in prison and Mr. Drag comes and says go home. I will stay in prison for you. That is what he did. Unbeliever can never believe this. They can never know this. For if the prince of this world had known they would not have crucified Christ so that all of us would go to hell. If the devil had known that one person dying can save the whole world, the devil would never have crucified Jesus. But the devil did not know. Am I teaching? Last year, fasting and prayer. I brought a preacher to come and talk to you. This year, fasting and prayer, I said, I want to do it myself. I will do it in the morning and do it in the night. It doesn't matter the punishment involved. I want to do it. 
Today I was talking to my friend, Dr. Menzo Tabal. I said, look, we are doing fasting and prayer and I'm preaching morning and evening. He laughed. He said, Isu, you are just a preaching machine. But you see him. <laughs> that is true. I love to preach. But the thing is that it's not the preaching I love. It is the people. I'm always thinking about what can I do to subtract somebody from the devil's arithmetic? What can I do to take one plus or plus one human being away from the devil's arithmetic? And that's what I'm doing today. Tonight, Satan has lost thousands of people around the world. Because this word is liberating many people. He said, when I get to any house and I see the blood, I will pass over. So he passed over without asking who is in this house. He didn't ask, is it Kwame in this house? Is it Kojo in this house? Is it Yao in this house? Is it Kwesi in this house? Is it Kanka? Is it, um, what is the name? Is it, is it um, Amanquetia in this house? No! I saw the blood. That is it. The person in the house, whatever is in the house, I don't care. I saw the blood and I passed over. May God mm -hmm. and the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of the bulls and the goats that the Israelites flew on that day. Don't underestimate your freedom. You have freedom you have taken for granted. You have righteousness you have taken for granted. Because you are looking at your own righteousness. But may the supernatural, super righteousness of Jesus be imposed, superimposed on your righteousness. Come on, scream like I'm talking. to bring sickness, poverty, a curse, the key he uses to open is unrighteousness. There is a key the devil uses to open in order to enter with sickness, poverty, a curse, death. That key is unrighteousness. The day you disarm the devil of unrighteousness, he can never enter your life. Because you have disarmed him of the key with which he will enter. Am I talking to somebody at all? And the way you disarm him is to believe in the righteousness of God in Christ. The more you keep believing in yourself, let me tell you, even the sins you commit, the more you keep believing in yourself, the more you keep falling. When you start believing in the righteousness of Christ, they call it imputed righteousness. From imputed righteousness, you now walk in imparted righteousness. When you start believing in his righteousness, he's glorified in your life. And then very soon before you realize, by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the power of the Spirit of God in you, you start overcoming your sins. I declare you to be an overcomer. I, I declare you. Listen to me. Let me tell you today. Let me tell you what I've decided today. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you what I've decided? Can I tell you what I've decided? 
from today I decide not to join your accusers not to join the people that bring you down I have decided today not to be among the people that will stone you not to be among the people that will kill you I have decided to be among the people who will give you a second chance another chance to live your life I have decided to join the people who will lift you up and make you stand and make you run with patience the race that is set before you I have made a quality decision that I will not kill you but I will give you a lifeline and tell you Martha, Agnes, Margaret you can swim and I have your back you can swim come out of that water you don't have to drown come out of the fire you don't have to be bent come on scream like i'm talking to you but you see how can the natural man believe that a human being can become the righteousness of god in christ the natural man cannot receive it. Listen, what I just gave you, or better still, what God just gave you, is more than a car, is more than a house, is more than food, is more than money, is more than a land. So I'm inviting you to come to God's party tonight, and you are coming to buy without money, you are coming to eat without money, you are coming to drink without money, you are coming to sit in the banquet without money. If you can scream, I'm talking to you tonight, I'm talking to you tonight. Look at the world. Every money, every word, every effort the world exerts is to make us feel inferior. Every day they try to disarm us of the righteousness of Christ. And we allow them. We allow them. The kingdom of God is not drink and meat, but it is righteousness. Did I also say peace? Peace. But the kind of peace I'm talking about, Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I you. My peace, my peace, my peace, my shalom, my, 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 my wholeness. My completeness, ah, Lucy, Cree, Crabando Lisa, Yania Duce, Balingaman, Tuni, Keke, Bani Zandabai. What does this peace look like? Philippians 4 7. Let me describe that peace. Let me describe that peace. Philippians 4 7. Let me describe that peace. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. May the peace of God keep your mind. What is making others crazy cannot make you crazy. What is making other people mad cannot make them mad. The peace of God is in you. He said my peace I give unto you. My peace I give unto you. And before he went into heaven when he met his disciples, one of the last things Mama Comfort, he told them before he left, he said peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace. He said, in this world you shall have tribulation. But I will not leave you comfortless. I am going and I will send you another comforter. Oh, Yehoah. 
I'm looking at somebody tonight. In spite of your troubles, you will sleep. In spite of your attacks, you will sleep. Oh, Kadabashi. Ah, the sickness that will kill others. They will diagnose you with that same sickness and you will sleep. And when you sleep in peace, you will see the salvation of the Lord. He said, stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes when you don't have peace, you make a lot of mistakes. When you don't have peace, you make a lot of mistakes. But if you have peace, you will stand Listen. Whenever you go to the sea to swim, when you go to the sea to swim, or a river to swim, they will tell you, in case you are drowning, don't struggle. Just leave yourself and let the rescuers carry you. The reason God is not saving you is because, oh, pray too much. When you get into any trouble, you start scheming and you are making one mistake after the other, one mistake after the other, as if you have no savior. But the next time any trouble comes, I see you stand still until he comes to save you. I see you stand there and say, be still and know that I am God. I see you stand there and say, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. It doesn't matter what happens. The peace of God that passes understanding. Your husband died. The peace of God that passes understanding. Your wife died. The peace of God that passes understanding. A child died. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Your father, your mother died. The peace of God that passes all understanding. You lost your company. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Your ministry collapsed. The pieces of God. The peace of God that passes that passes all understanding. You know what? You lost something. But he takes away the first that he may establish the second i see something coming to you which is better than the thing you lost i see god replace it oh he will do it again he will bring you another miracle if he gave you that miracle he is bringing another one and the glory of the latter house is greater than the former i see something coming to you it is better than the one that left you you lost your husband your husband left you alone your wife left you alone Somebody better is coming. Somebody better is coming. I see a bigger miracle coming. I see a bigger breakthrough coming. Something better is coming. Receive the peace of God that passes all understanding. Come on, shout it. Job. Job. Job was going through all the calamities in life. The wife told him, curse God and die. His friends came to him. They said, look at what is happening to you. The wife said, do you still retain your integrity? At a point, the man lifted up his hands and said, I know that my redeemer liveth. And he shall stand upon the earth in the last days. Oh, when I finish preaching tonight, when you go home, in spite of all that is happening around you, you sleep like a baby. 
Sleep like a baby. <laughs> Sleep like a baby. Sleep like a child. For except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain, they build it. And except the Lord keep the city, the watchman worketh but in vain. It is vain for you to sit up late. And it is vain for you to rise up early and sit up late to eat the bread of sorrow. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Today, receive supernatural sleep. Receive supernatural rest. Receive supernatural peace. May God precipitate rest and precipitate peace in your life. Anybody that can shout, you are entering a realm of peace and a season of peace you've never entered. In the name of Jesus. Kebaso. Saniabaga. Letatatayeka. Yegabadosi. Oh, Jesus. I like a story. I like a story. Story. Acts 12 verse 6 Acts 12 6 I like a story when Herod would have brought him that is Peter fought the same night he was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison now, they are keeping Peter in the prison. Tomorrow, they are going to kill him. In fact, today, they are going to kill him. This is very early in the morning. They are going to kill him. Soldiers are keeping the gate. Two soldiers are to his left and right. They are bound him with two chains. The man is asleep. The peace that passes. All understanding. Nanso, in your case, Obeda. Messi Obeda. Messi Obeda. Obeda. Your enemies are about to be worried. They will look at you and say, How? When you are going through this thing, we are expecting you to look like a madman. How? Are you able to sleep? Receive it. You remember Jesus was in a storm. The boat was breaking. Water was coming into the boat. They were about to perish. And the Bible said Jesus Christ was sleeping on a pillow. He was not just sleeping. People think Jesus didn't like pillow. Oh, Monsieur Jam, no pepilo pa. Jack. Man of God, no pepilo bruta. The Bible doesn't say he was sleeping on a parking, parking case. He was not sleeping on a stone like Joseph. Like Jacob, I beg your pardon. He was sleeping on a pillow. People make it look like Jesus didn't enjoy any kind of comfort. Yeah. When they killed him on the cross of Calvary, the Bible said that they took his garment and that garment, was, that garment was seamless. Beautiful kind of dress. And Roman soldiers cut it in pieces and took it home. You think if it was Yayari, they'll be sharing it. They looked at the thing, they said, Jesus Christ May you receive peace that Witches will be walking around your house. You are sleeping. 
I remember one day I was in London. I want to show you what peace is like. I was in London. I've told you many stories, this story again and again. I was in London preaching in Dominion Center. I finished preaching. I was sitting in the lobby and I was signing books for some people. All of a sudden, I saw a lady standing in front of me. Her overcoat was red. The dress was black. Her lipstick was black. Eyeshadow, black. Cutest, black. Lipstick, black. And she had hit some of the black here. She herself was black. You know, these people that are black until the black is like a shining. She looked beautiful. Like from another world. As soon as she stood in front of me, I was in Gumi at once. I, I felt some cold from the crown of my head to the source of my feet. I went like that. Then the people that were standing around me, everybody backed off. And they were now looking at me and the lady. I knew this woman is coming from a realm. This is a dangerous principality standing in front of me. I asked her, what is your name? She said, I can't tell you. Then, my spirit spoke. My mouth picked it up. I said, I know. Where do you live? She said, I can't tell you. I said, I know. Where are you going from here? She said, I can't tell you. I said, I know. Are you a member of this church? She said, no. I said, I know. The most shocking thing is that she now told me, see you later. And me too, I responded, I will see you soon. Now, now, I don't know why I was responding to her like that because I don't know her. I've never seen her. And she looks like a mysterious woman. Everybody has run away. And the people were standing at a distance and they were looking at us. I finished preaching. I went back to the hotel, Chesant Marriott Hotel in Chesant. I finished bathing. And whenever I finish bathing, I put my head on the pillow. I speak in tongues a little. And I turn my head. Just say thank you to Jesus. Then I turn my head. I went on the pillow. Lord, I thank you. I give you glory. Then I felt that thing I felt in the church. When she stood in front of me. The, the, the cold. I wasn't, the thing hit me from the crown of my head to the source of my head. Bam! I shook like that. I turned. She was standing in the corner. My door was locked. This woman was standing in the corner. In the spirit, I looked at her. I said, hey, you have followed me here. She didn't say anything. I said, anyway, I'm tired. I just finished preaching. I'm tired. I want to sleep. I will sleep now. When you stand here and you are tired, you can leave. Listen. I'm telling you the truth. I took the duvet, covered my head, and went, lay me down to sleep. When I woke up around 4 a.m., she was gone. But I slept proper, proper. I'm sure some of you are like, Kai Makangi. Kai. Kai Makungi. Kai. Kai. That is why I has not seen, nor ear heard, 
neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. We have peace that passes all understanding. And when this peace is there, the Bible said perfect love casts out fear. You don't have fear in you because God has not given you the spirit of fear but he has given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba Father, there's no fear in you. Receive the peace of God. Come on, shout yes. Listen. You are too afraid in life. One day, Mama Comfort and I, we were going to Tambali. Mama, you remember? Some mist, some cloud, some mist just came in front of the car. Covered it. I don't know who was driving, whether it was Pastor Prince. We couldn't see like from here to Pastor John. I just said in the name of Jesus, I command this mist to disappear. Boom, the thing left. Listen to me, people. You have taken the power in you for granted. Christ in you, the power. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You will conquer fire. You will conquer storms. You will conquer every force of darkness. You will tread on serpents and scorpions. There's no fear in your life. You are perfect peace. Come on, scream like I'm talking to you. Give him glory. Peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. The Shunammite woman. Her son is dead. Her son is dead. The woman is coming to the prophet. The prophet said, Madam, is it well with you? She said, it is well. Is it well with your husband? It is well. Is it well with Kojo? It is well. But the child was dead. She refused to repeat words that will give the devil power to have access into her life. Can I let you get up, stand to your feet? Give 20 people a high five. Tell them it is well. Tell them it is well. Hey, pal. Mommy, high five in the back home. Where are you? Give me a high five here. Where are you? Give somebody a high five. It is well. It is well. Mama Paulina, it is well. It is well. It is well. Lady Anne, it is well. Oh, glory. Come on, scream like we know that it is well. Come on, scream. into the heart of man the things God has prepared for you. Oh. Sometimes the devil thinks he has you. You are in the prison. They've tied you up. Soldiers are at the gate. Peter said, Maminda. Maminda. The soldier said, mm. Mm. They said, sir, 
You are snoring. He said, let me snore, snore some more. Mm. Oh, Bonsam, Oberferi. the day they were going to betray Jesus and kill him. He came and his disciples were sleeping. He said, get up, let's go. <laughs> the day they arrested him, he said, leave all these people alone. Take me alone. <laughs> oh. Peace upon Asumye. Asumye. Receive peace. Sit down. Let me hit you with the third one and close. How many of you like the third one? Apart from Angela, who wants to go home? Listen. When I'm preaching, it's not like I don't want people to go home. Today, my friend Dr. Otabel said, Eastwood, you have to rest. Rest to rest. At this your age, rest. When we're coming out to mommy, I said, I wish I had people to come and help me to do this work. But bringing from them from Accra to help us is a long way. So we have decided that we'll be playing most of the matches, local match, with local players. So every day this thing is wafu. Yambo <laughs> Champions League, Yambo Wafu. But I also I also understand that no matter who I bring to preach to you, there is a way I know you, nobody knows you. He said, My sheep hear my voice. Listen to me. No, 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 no. I know you because I love you. I pray for you. And you know, God put you in my hands. I know you. When the lion and the bear came and caught one of David's sheep, he was a teenager. He didn't go to look for a macho man to come and fight the bear. He said, I was a teenager, but I went after them myself. I caught him by the beard. I smote him. Can I give you the third one? You won't go home. Righteousness. Peace. And the third one is joy. Joy. Lady Anne, there is something Peter calls unspeakable joy. First Peter chapter 1 verse 8. Unspeakable. 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 First Peter 1 8. Unspeakable joy. Whom 
you love. There is a name I love to hear. I love to speak his word. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I love Says, oh, how I love Jesus Because he first loved me Oh, how I love Jesus Oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. First Peter 1.8 Whom? Because you see, this is supernatural seeing. We have not seen him like this. Now, when you start from verse 7, you will understand. Start from verse 7. Because you will make a mistake if you start from verse 8. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Stop here. He said, you know what? When your faith is tried and you stand, when Jesus appears, you will receive praise. You will receive honor. You will receive glory. Listen. I want to tell you something and I believe it. Whether you believe it or not, I believe it. I believe that one day when I get to heaven, I will receive a reward for preaching. I will receive a reward for praying. But I believe that me and this woman, Mama Paulina, I believe that God will give us a reward and say, you know what? Eastwood and the rest of these guys, you went through this tragic accident and lost relatives. You still stood there and preached. You still stood there and ministered. You didn't go to alcoholism. You didn't go to any strange kind of life. You stood on your feet and we watched you and like a soldier, you were still fighting. You were still saving souls. You were still writing books. You were still ministering. You were still organizing high ladies ministry. You were still comforting other women. You were still carrying people in spite of your pain. I believe that my biggest reward is going to come not because I preach, but because 
I stood in a trial. I stood in an affliction. And I determined that nobody will use me as an excuse to fall because they lost a relative. I said, I want to rather finish my life as a preacher who everybody will say, once upon a time, that man of God went through this. He refused to give up. And when somebody's about to give up, they say, remember brother Eastwood, remember a man who went through six times what you have gone through and he didn't fall. He didn't give up. He continued preaching. That man had a bullet in his side and remained fighting for another 40 years, another 50 years. I'm talking to somebody here right now. You will be paid by God for your trial. I see the crown of righteousness coming upon your head. It is not just me. Some of you have gone through well things some of you have gone through worse trials some of you lost everything you've gone through disgrace you've gone through pain you've gone through divorce discouragement anything negative anything discouragement you went through it but you are still standing here you are still standing here you are still giving god the glory look at the pain you went through look at the disgrace you went through look at the way witches and wizards and diviners and enchanters they attacked you they attacked your family they attacked your business look at the sickness in your body in spite of the pain you still come to church they wounded you in your waist you were limping to church they wounded you in your knees you were crawling to church they broke your legs you started rolling to church they stabbed you to the ground you asked your friends to carry you to church that is you i'm talking about the hero of christ ah the victor for christ you are more than conqueror in all these things you are more than a conqueror come on scream like i'm talking to you right now like i'm talking to you like i'm talking to you the bible said at his appearing you will be found unto praise unto honor unto glory these are the things eye has not seen ear has not heard neither have entered into the heart of man because what the eye has seen what the ear has heard what has entered into the heart of man is that when you are in trouble you cannot have joy but this joy is supernatural joy joy unspeakable but the bible said in the verse number eight he said when jesus appears now he said in the verse number eight that whom not having seen that means he hasn't appeared yet but you love him because spiritually you can see him spiritually i see jesus balaam said i see him i see him i see him he hasn't appeared yet but we see him but when he appears we shall see him as he is and we shall be like him whom not having seen you love in whom though you have not seen him yet you are believing we haven't seen him yet but we believe you rejoice with joy unspeakable full of glory may you receive joy unspeakable unspeakable joy joy the world cannot explain joy the world will look at you and say what a wonder joy the world will look at you and say what is this joy the world will look at you and say what is this how did a woman survive this 
My spiritual father looked at mommy and said, Nana, you don't look like somebody who has gone through crisis. Just two Sundays ago. Whenever he sees her, he checks her from the crown of the head to the source of the feet. Was he Nana, who's you now? Nana, who's he saying? Nana, who's Anytime we see you look younger and more beautiful, what is the secret? The secret is joy unspeakable. May somebody receive joy unspeakable. May somebody receive. Listen, don't go. Listen, don't go through crisis and look like a hundred-year-old man. Mami we muni madia wa femwa oche yellow fine sir. Mami we muni madia aina oche yellow any blue any red fine sir. Awa boni tikon ro. The thing nobody can who be that is your joy. May you have joy Joy Come on, give a big clap and a shout of it unto God. Press. Listen. When the devil knocked on my door like that. If I had backed off. You see David Yinpan. They will tell him that even look at Eastwood. The devil hit the man he ran away. You this guy. You are shorter than him. A man of God came into my office yesterday. Told me a strange thing that happened in his family. When you finish, he told me, but daddy, our father, we have seen you stand. Listen. Determine in your heart never to disgrace God. For poor man, give him respect. Give him respect. Give him respect. Unspeakable joy. You see, you are not going to act it. That thing is coming from your spirit. Let me close this scripture. Let me close this thing like this. Acts chapter 5 verse 40 and 41. Go there with me. Acts chapter 5 40. You can sit down and receive this one in a, in a majestic fashion. In majestic fashion. Receive this one. Acts 5 40. Gamaliel spoke. And said if this thing is of God it will stand. If it is not of God it will fail and fall. And when they had called the apostles and had beaten them. Can you imagine Peter part of a favorite? No, I, I want you to just imagine Peter. Archbishop Peter. No, okay, if you don't understand it, you look at me and assume they are caning me. Pow! Pow! No, imagine mommy receiving kids. Pow! Then mommy's like... Okay, imagine... Minister Dra. <laughs> okay, Mama Comfort, Mama. But Pastor Mike, your own to be very interesting. Pow! Then I, pow! They were beating these apostles. They were lashing them. And in those days, the lashes were not like the one you receive in primary school. No, they attached all kinds of bones and all kinds of metals to the whip they used on you. And they kill it, the thing enters and they drag it. And tear your skin. Those people were very wicked. They had no respect for human life. I was telling Brother Francis and Co. today and Solo and Co. I said, Christianity is real. 
One of our dogs is sick. A dog. One of the dogs is sick. For three days now, they told me the dog was sick. I couldn't go and look at the dog because I was afraid if I go and see the dog sick like that, I may cry. So I refused to go. I didn't want to go and cry. Then today I was standing at the window and I saw that the dog had forced by himself and came and lay on the grass. I looked at him from outside, from inside, and I came down. I said, bring me anointing oil. Let's go. So we took anointing oil. I went and anointed the head, anointed the body, rubbed my hand over the dog, prayed, and then we all stood and were conversing with the dog. We were telling the dog, try your best. You will walk again. You'll be fine. <laughs> we're encouraging the dog. I know Today my daughter Auntie Mary said, hey daddy, you are very different in the house from what you are in the church. And I knew what she was thinking. At home you are normal, in church you are a madman. But I accept it. But you know, I noted this dog and Francis and myself and Raymond and Solo, we just stood around the dog and we we're just conversing with the dog. Telling the dog, try you, you. So now, I don't understand how somebody now can catch apostles, lash them with a cane, and drag it and tear their skin. There's wickedness in the world. And some of you are receiving wickedness because of your faith. Many of the insults you are receiving is because of your Christianity. Many of the disrespect, the insults, the punishment, sometimes even the financial handicap you have is because of your faith. They lash them and after beating them, they commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and they let them go. But look at the verse number 41. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Get no unspeakable joy, righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. They were walking about and they were saying, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, God, he has done for me, he has done for me. What my mother could not do here, they said, What are you praising God for? They're beating us, oh, they're beating us. We thank God we have been beaten. They beat him and they are beating us. So we have become like Christ. We have received the stripes. We have received this pain. We have received the shame. He suffered shame. And we too, we are going through shame. You know what? The way your husband is treating you, he's giving you opportunity to also suffer shame. The way your enemies are treating you, they are giving you opportunity to also suffer shame. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you be proud that you are suffering the kind of sufferings he suffered. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice always. Always. Things are bad, you are rejoicing. Things are good, 
you are rejoicing. The money is coming, you are rejoicing. The money doesn't come, you are rejoicing. He said, though the fig tree does not blossom, and the vine tree doesn't produce, and the land is dry, and the harvest is delayed, yet will I rejoice. I will joy in the Lord, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm not rejoicing because I have money. I'm not rejoicing because I have a house. I'm not rejoicing because I have a land. I rejoice because the joy is in me. There is a well of joy in me. There is a well of peace in me. And it doesn't matter where I am. I will rejoice in the Lord. Come on, clap your hands and scream it. And praise God. Eye has not seen. No ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. The kingdom of God is not food and drink. But it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I have given you three things which the world hasn't seen. Righteousness, peace, joy. Receive these three. You have them already because he has given them to you. Confess them tonight. Somebody should print on the screen for me. Righteousness, peace, and joy. They are the three things God has given to us. And somebody get up and confess them on yourself. Confess them on your family. Confess them. Confess them. Confess them. When I look upon your goodness. And your faithfulness is I'm convinced it's not because I am worthy to receive the kind of love that you give. But I'm grateful for your mercy. And I'm grateful for your grace and because of what you poured out yourself I have come to sing this song out in prayer Amen
Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody is in the Holy Ghost. Come and receive it.
from God righteousness peace and joy just pray I receive it. receive it for yourself receive it for your family receive it for the church receive it for the body of Christ anybody under the sound of my voice who is going through tough times and difficult times Receive his righteousness, receive his peace, receive his joy. Father, we receive it. I has not seen it. We are not blind. Open our eyes to see. Somebody pray, Father, open my eyes to see. your righteousness i receive your peace i receive your joy if i have rejected it before i repent i receive it today i receive it i receive your righteousness i receive your peace i receive your joy receive it say this after me father in the name of jesus i receive your righteousness I receive your peace. I receive your joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated. You may be seated. Agape, remain standing. I want us to receive our offering tonight. Tomorrow night, we have an anointing and communion service. Give a big clap offering to Jesus for that. We have the concluding communion and anointing service. And then during the daytime, 
during the daytime, during the daytime, I will start the message on to set at liberty them that are bruised. We shall have some period for some deliverances and some liberations again. And then in the night, we come for the grand finale, the, 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 the communion and the anointing service. And on Sunday, I will start preaching and introducing the message of the Jubilee on Sunday. Sunday, I'll be preaching on the acceptable year of the Lord. I will start it on Sunday and I'll finish it on Tuesday. The acceptable year of the Lord. That is the year of the Jubilee. I'll, I'll start talking about the Jubilee on, on Sunday. But for now, I want you to take your offerings, your envelopes, and we want to sow a seed. Now, in case you made any pledges anytime, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, any day, if, if you ever made any pledge at any time during these meetings, get up and take that seed and come and put it in the, in the basket. If you ever made any pledge, any day, any time, just get up and come to the basket. I shall thank you. Those of you that are coming, God bless. Shall we clap for them as they do, as they do? It's a good thing they are doing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Clap for them, do better. Do it better. Do it better. It's not, it's not an easy thing to sow a seed. It's not, it's not an easy thing to sow a seed. Amen. It's not an easy thing to sow a seed. You do it because you love God. We clap our hands because we appreciate you. So clap your hands because you appreciate them. Clap your hands because you appreciate them. Hallelujah. Now I want everybody to take out your offering tonight. I don't know whether it's a hundred or a two hundred or a three hundred or whatever you want to do. But lift up your offering right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the offerings of your people. Unto you be glory and honor in the name of Jesus. We ask that your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand to your feet. We want to sing our normal song. And what is that song? He has given me victory. So just dance. This time the ushers will bring us from the back. So ushers, bring us from the back. Everybody's coming to the front here. All the days of my life I praise Everything I have now you gave to me, Baba. Lord, I say for your love I'm grateful. Yes, you love plenty. You came to die for me. No, Jehovah, sing it, but listen to your instrumentalist. You are running and leaving your instrumentalist. There's no one else like you. The line of Judah, you're the mighty man in battle. He has given me victory. Almighty God has given me victory. He has given me victory. Jesus, every day now shakara they do double double heavenly blessing. I in a God's service and mercy is always the Yeah, yeah. 
Agame buru aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agame buru aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agame buru aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agame buru aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agama para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agama para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agama para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para o Agama para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para 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 You may see that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Today I decided tonight that the demon that is troubling you, even if I created that demon, I won't lay hands. That demon, even if I created it and came and put it on you, I decided today I won't lay hands. Mama Targa. <laughs> but I only know that because of what I preach the Bible said he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions I believe that this word is potent enough to send you free the man told Jesus he says stand here speak the word only and my servant shall be healed I believe you are healed, you are delivered in the name of Jesus. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. That your eyes are open. And when your eyes are open, you just walk and you go free. So today go free in the name of Jesus. And tomorrow, we are coming to do, to set at liberty them that are bruised. How many of you will be here tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning, I want to challenge you. Come. Especially if you are a teacher. Because, oh, you finished. So tomorrow you are going back. Oh. Hmm? 
You see the way the devil can work. Tomorrow rather I need them here. They are going back. <laughs> but tomorrow morning we are coming here from 10 to 12. 12.30. How many of you will be here tomorrow morning? Tomorrow, today I, I saw that the attendance in the morning did it reduce more? Or it was yesterday it reduced more? Yesterday. Today it went up a bit because the, the breakthrough our people came. So today, tomorrow you want to make sure that because tomorrow is the last day we shouldn't have an anticlimax. Tomorrow the other place should be packed in the morning and the night. So try your best. Do something. Embarrass the devil small. I know that as for you a morning service, you don't meet. <laughs> but tomorrow alone, surprise the devil small. Tomorrow, come to church and the devil say, Okay, who is this? And one demon will say she's the one. Another demon says she's not the one. Look at them and say, Ladema, it's me. <laughs> today, today, today is me. I'm going. So tomorrow, we want to make sure we come in the morning and we come back in the night. And it's going to be awesome because it's the last day. And we are going to have a communion. Then we are going to have anointing service where we will lay hands on all of you. And mind you, I told you, this is December. December's are not normally the best days for anybody to want to misbehave with your life. And I told you also that we are standing at a, a, a strategic inflection point. We are standing at a place where the hinge is swinging, either this way or that way. But for us, it is swinging in the positive direction. We are standing in the last month, the month leading to our jubilee, and you want to make sure that you enter it well. Can I hear you say, say an amen? And tomorrow is pivotal to anything that will happen. Tomorrow is pivotal to anything that is happening. And we are getting, now watch this. Tomorrow is a mystery because that Luke chapter 4, verse 18, we have been dealing with the whole year. Tomorrow we are on the last line. So the month of the last fast on the last line. Last line. That means this is the place where we are crossing into the verse number 19, which is the jubilee. May God give you a beautiful, strategic, and powerful crossing over tomorrow. In the realm of the spirit, tomorrow is our day of crossing over. Tomorrow, you are jumping over the line from Luke 4.18 to Luke 4.19. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And when they are set at liberty that are bruised, we will then jump by Sunday into the Jubilee to announce this is God's year to act. 2020 is God's year to act. This is God's year to act. And I'm on the message translation of the Bible. If you followed me the whole year, you should be giving me that one instead of King James. To announce this is God's year to act. And because of the nature of tomorrow, communion service, anointing service, powerful word, mighty ministrations, you and I are coming with our, our, our last fast seed, you know, on the, on the last day of every fast, 
everyone you take an envelope home and you break you make a strategic seed and you bring it and put it into this ministry and say father this is my seed into this ministry i want at this point anybody who is coming tomorrow take an envelope and send it home and then you are returning it tomorrow i want you to write the i want you to write the last fast 2019 the last fast or better still just write jubilee just write jubilee just write Jubilee 2020. You haven't entered it yet. But declare it by faith that you have entered your Jubilee. Jubilee 2020. Jubilee 2020. You are giving a seed and you are saying, Father, when I enter 2020, may my story be different. I believe every word your servant has spoken in the name of Jesus. Everybody take an envelope and go home and do it. Some of you take it on the behalf of your families. I have children. I will do some on the behalf of my children. If you have a wife, do some on the behalf of your wife. If you have a parent, do some on your behalf of your parent. Do something on the behalf of a friend. Can we have some envelopes on the front row here? It looks like you are forsaking us. If you are not going to be here tomorrow night, and you are saying, I want to do my Jubilee seed now, just write on that envelope, Jubilee 2020. Put a, a befitting seed in it, and come and put it on the altar. If you are not going to be here tomorrow. But if you are going to be here tomorrow. I want you to take it home. Whether you are going to bring a thousand. Or five hundred. Or five thousand. Or ten thousand. Or you are going to bring two hundred. Or you are going to bring fifty. Or you are going to bring twenty. It's between you and God. Just take it home. And do it. And believe God. Hey. Agama para aleluya para Agama para aleluya Agama para aleluya para Agama para aleluya guru Agama para aleluya para Agama para aleluya guru Agama para aleluya para Agame bura aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Agame bura aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Agame bura aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para I want you to write on that envelope write on it Write on it, Jubilee 2020. I want you to write on the envelope. Write. Because some of you will go home and forget that he said we should write Agame Buru Hallelujah Buru. Agama Para Hallelujah Para. So spell Agame Buru Hallelujah Buru. So you tell somebody to spell it for you. How do you spell that Agame Buru Hallelujah? Agama para aleluya para Agame para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Agame para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Agame para aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para 
Agame bura aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Agame bura aleluya buru Agama para aleluya para Amen lift up your envelope Father I pray this is our basket where we are going to put our seed You give seed to the sower and bread to the eater let your people carry a seed by tomorrow that will surprise they themselves. A seed that will be a sweet smelling savor unto you. Sacrifice acceptable. Well pleasing unto God. In Jesus name. Amen. Alright. Can I get the advert for ambushment 2020. Bogatanga edition. Today get, get the sound right for me. Get the sound right for me. We are taking the fight into the camp of the enemy and taking that which is ours. It's been exciting, it's been exhilarating, it's been fiery, the presence has been strong. Some people call it fear, call them fate enhancing moves of God. Your miracle has been released beginning from today. It's been an awesome time. I have personally had divine encounters. Can't afford to miss Strategic Ambushment 2020. See you there. your clap like you are fasting. Alright. So that is Strategic Ambushment 2020 Bogatanga Edition. That is the grandfather of Strategic Ambushments. We are going to have the one in Accra. We have the one in London. We have the one in Amsterdam. It's going to be very powerful. You want to make sure that you are there and God mightily bless you. If you have to travel and do one or two things, do it early and come back before 31st. This year, the 31st service, the foundation night, is going to be a very powerful night. That is the night we lay the foundation to enter 2020, and then we just enter the 2020 with the with the sound of the with the sound of the of the of the jubilee. I, I pray that um, this time I don't know who I will delegate to do this, but um, if if um, I don't know. Um, Prince and others, if there is a way you know any trunk, any trumpeters and saxophonists and things like that, people that blow some instruments like that, if you have a few of them you can invite to be with us during ambushment, it's going to be very nice because of the n nature of um, the, 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 yeah, so, um, Pastor Mike, I may not repeat this announcement, but if I forget, just be on somebody, just make sure we get somebody who, who can sound the trumpet, somebody saxophone, the person can be with us for one week and, and um, we will just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, how many of you don't have this book um, for this purpose? If you don't have it, lift up your hand. If you don't have it, lift up your hand. I'm so surprised this book has been here for the whole year and still some of you don't have it. 
the book is only 40 Ghana cities. If I were you, I will invest in it. I'll look for just 40 Ghana cities. I'll go to the bookstore and I'll say, you know what? I don't want anybody to buy this book for me. I just want to purchase it myself. That is my contribution to myself as far as the kingdom is concerned. And now, let me warn you, the, the few copies of about 100 we have in this building, those are the last copies of for this purpose in the whole world. The book is finished in Accra, it's finished in London, it's finished everywhere. America, everywhere is finished. The only copies left are 100 here. And that one, I made them bring them from Accra. And even the 100, 10 of them were removed to give to those young people. So if you miss it, you may end the rest of your life without this book for this purpose, which I believe is one of the most serious things I've ever written. A very nice topical study, or let me call it a, a verse study. I mean, uh, to take two verses of scripture and write a book on this is phenomenal. And I think you shouldn't miss the opportunity to get, to get it on your shelf. God mightily bless you. Those of you that are watching online, you go to www.amazon.com for this purpose. It's to done about you will find it and then you get a copy and then this is pressure of the people you can also get that one on amazon jesus christ and an open heaven amazon you can find it this one is speak the word all speak the word this one is what is the title of this somebody pronounce the title of this uh, The local people say fueling signs and wonders. Those of you who are Americans, fueling signs and wonders. Fueling signs and wonders. Eh? Fueling signs and wonders or fueling signs and wonders. Eh? It depends on where you come from. And, and, uh, yeah. Fozia will say fueling signs and wonders. Local man like me, fueling. Alright? And this one is building a solid church. That one is overcoming the spirit of envy. I pray that God will bless your life. Go to the books. Go to the bookstore, Desert Dreamer Hub. Go and find the book. And then um, also go and make sure that you go to the, I don't know whether the bistro, do they open in the night? Go there for a drink or something. Go there for a drink or something. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 10. Shall we receive Pastor Mike? Put your hands together. Let's give God praise. Thank you very much, Daddy.